Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts. And it worked. <laughs> so thank you, one Reddit me. post user, <laughs> yay, <laughs> for letting me know I didn't have to throw it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I'm just gonna go ahead and roll on in go and on. say like, "What's up, replayers? Welcome to the Replayer Podcast. I'm your host Dan, and joining me, of course, is my lovely co-host Pagan. Hello, hello, hi. We're back. We're back. We're back. It's very exciting. <laughs> for another <laughs> one-on-one episode of the replayer podcast yes just pagan and dan shooting the shit pagan and dan. <laughs> i mean there's some good stuff to talk about this week you know we yeah. uh we got some news some retro replay and some fun stuff to talk about um but we'll get to that um something a little different i think we're gonna start off trying this week on this episode is we're gonna talk about some uh some news and uh, what I think we're going to call the uh, timely topics, trending topics. Which is hilarious. I like retro timely topics. Have topics and tangents and we have mm-hmm. timely topics. I like that. I, like I think it. that's cool. Sounds good. So the first topic at hand, if you guys haven't already heard, there was some news this last week about um, people finding a way to play PS2 games on the Xbox Series X and S. <sighs> <laughs> which i think heart. is amazing <laughs> uh just breaks to go heart, into the, the full story here it was a youtuber named modern vintage gamer found a way to get into developer mode on the xbox architecture and able to run emulators on the platform so he was able to run like ps2 dreamcast gamecube etc and he's playing ps2 games on an xbox which you can't do on a playstation all right okay <laughs> rub it in rub it in i'm pretty sure you're not supposed to be able to do that on the xbox either and he's just he's found a massive loophole and, oh yeah and he's run with it and i don't i has xbox responded has microsoft or playstation responded about this i kind haven't of thing? seen anything official in res- response to it but honestly mm-hmm. um people do this kind of stuff all the time people find ways to hack and mod everything yeah literally everything like i had actually just earlier today heard about somebody hacking the new nintendo game and watch which is really to do what ridiculous to play other games on it like run emulators on the little game and watch which is only meant to play mario (laughs) i I don't know how people do it but that the fact that the xbox series s and x can play ps2 games is it's pretty heartbreaking for all those PlayStation people out there who, want <laughs> who would the love proper a backwards, backwards compatible. Dude, yes. <laughs> like I feel like it's such a missed opportunity as well. Like I understand um they had they had some sort of um 
issue with PlayStation 3, I think, when, when everyone was like, oh, we want PlayStation 3 to be backwards compatible or PlayStation 4 to be backwards compatible with PS3. But PS3 consoles were still selling. So I get that. So I was like, okay, well, I guess they could just pick up a PlayStation 3, a PlayStation 4, and now a PlayStation 5. But come on, no one is buying PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2s right now. Is it so hard to get PlayStation 5 to be backwards compatible for those games? Right. Like, I 100% agree that I think I think it's possible. I think it's not that difficult that Sony would be able to do this. And I don't know the first thing when it comes to, like, design and production and like what goes into making the consoles but based on what i've seen in the past i feel like it shouldn't be that hard to make like a ps1 game playable like ps1 ps2 games are playable on the ps3 through digital means and or emulation people find ways like look at 90 percent of the episodes of retro replay they were playing on a ps3 running emulation software yeah so it has the capability and for me, as a fan of PlayStation, for one, I have recently bought digital PS1 games on my PlayStation 3. I would be very happy if I could play those games on my PS5. But, right. Why I can't play them, I will never know. I think it's <laughs> such a missed opportunity. I think just, just specifically with PlayStation 5, I think it would have just been nice to have at least PlayStation 2 compatible. Mm, especially like because ps2 if nothing else is probably one of the best game libraries out yes. there yeah so and i just I feel like that. that would just help purchase more like maybe it has something to do with maybe the availability of the games or something i don't know but that's really sad that xbox gamers <laughs> can now experience that well i mean i fuck you not <laughs> You know, it's not easily. It's not like you could just hop in there and download an app on your Xbox yeah, and do this. Fair. It does require some things that, you know, the average person's not going to go out of their way to do this. It is a loophole. It's through developer mode on the Xbox. The average person's not going to do this. True. But it opens up the door for the possibility maybe down the road it gets a little easier. But either way, it's still yeah. technically hacking a console mm-hmm. in the essence to do it. And I don't know. Um, I just want my PlayStation to be backwards compatible. I'm very happy that the PS5 is backwards compatible. Oh my God, am I happy that I can play PS4 games on my yeah, PS5? I think, yeah, I mean, t- to stop shitting on PlayStation 5, from my point of view, like I understand yeah. that obviously it is PlayStation 4 compatible and there's quite a lot of games that are um, now available on, their, on, on both consoles, which is fantastic. But at the same time, Come on, folks. PS2 yeah. would be really great to bring back. for, Like, like with the year we've all had, can mm-hmm. we not have a bit of PlayStation 2 on the PlayStation 5 as well? Yeah, and like, That'd be I great. don't see why not. And here's some perspective, too, because yeah. on my Xbox Series X, the mm-hmm. one of the first things I did after, like, playing Gears 5 on it was install Ninja Gaiden Black, which is one of my favorite original Xbox games. So equivalent mm-hmm. to a PS2, same generation. Okay. And I was able to put in one of my favorite Xbox games into the newest console of Xbox and play it in like the best way possible. Like it's not enhanced, it's not up-resed, but it's still a improved version of the game running in its best possible state. And mm-hmm. why not do that for PlayStation games, in yeah. my opinion? 
Like, yeah. I would love to be able to pop in like Metal Gear Solid 2 into the PS5 and play like the best version of that game. Yep. So, or um, uh, Path to Neo. Is that right? Yeah, Matrix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> play one of like the old Matrix games. Yeah. That's the first game yeah. that came to mind. And I was like, yeah, that was a great game. Especially if it had any up resolution at all, like upscaling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I feel like that just wouldn't be that difficult to do. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm happy <laughs> Anyways. to be able to play PS4 games on my PS5. So at least they've got that going on. And as a person who didn't have a PS4 Pro, I'm now able to play my PS4 games in their best possible state as well. So true. that I'm very happy about. Yeah. Have you tried that yet with yours? Yes. Um, with the well, actually, we tried it with the remastered Spider-Man. So I suppose it's not mm. quite the same. Um, no, but we because have, that game we was have a remastered. PS4 yeah. We have PS4 Pro, which I have. I have no idea why it was remastered. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of like, why did you waste time remastering, remastering this a game, game that's only like two and a half beautiful. years old <laughs> yeah it's already beautiful it was available on ps4 pro we got it for that it was it's such a gorgeous game and i feel like really what did you add to this except change the face model for peter parker that might have been the main reason honestly yeah I, and i have no idea why do we know do why that face model change mm. yeah it, it's an odd one like um but yeah that, that kind of was like uh why'd you do that <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like it would be it would be like remastering something that's already because the game was already beautiful like mm. how can you make this more stunning and now i would like to say miles morales <laughs> case and point that game is beautiful and mm. the, the just oh my god the suits and the reflection of the suits it's just oh it's just incredible just how it feels and everything how it's run i, I think that's perfect so i see now why but yeah i think ps4 pro to ps5 i don't visibly be like oh well mm-hmm. a difference um you know because i was i was running all of my uncharted games the uncharted collection on ps4 pro which like the collection would still be the same really on ps5 right kind of so i don't really see a massive difference but i suppose they're not made for the ps5 so Miles Morales, which was, is incredible. Right. And that's a fair point. Like I noticed the difference between a PlayStation game running on my base PS4 over the PlayStation 5 as opposed to the PS4 Pro, which I've never really experienced because I never had one of those. Mm-hmm. And so it's similar to how on my end for the Xbox, I had the series or the Xbox One X. Yeah. So I was already playing my Xbox games in their best possible form. Uh-huh. So the gap between this Xbox One X and the Series X isn't as drastic. Yeah. It's there. It's noticeable. I've seen it, you know, with Valhalla. I can play it on both mm-hmm. platforms and I can see the difference. I but. can see the difference on my PlayStation. I have PlayStation mm-hmm. 4. Adam has PlayStation Pro. So if I'm playing on PlayStation Pro, then I can see like like such a minute difference that I definitely wouldn't notice. Somebody like me who's just like, I like everything and I think it's beautiful. And I think that the devs did an amazing job for any game, PlayStation 4 anyway. Um, but then from PS4 to PlayStation 5, I get it. I see it. Mm. And you're like, oh, damn, <laughs> this is cool, though. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. 
All right. So next up, um, a lot of people have been buzzing about this lately. A little bit of news that came out. Mm. Warner Brothers Studios has announced that all of their theatrical movies that were planned to release in the year of 2021 are now also going to get released on HBO Max for a limited time. I believe it's going to be 30 days. They're going to be available on HBO Max. So for those of us who don't want to go to the theaters yet or maybe Mm -hmm. not, maybe can't go to the theaters because a lot of theaters are closing Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have those options to watch some of their big theatrical releases that are coming out next year to include movies like Dune, the new Godzilla versus Kong, which that's what had me buzzing about this. Like, ooh, Godzilla <laughs> and Kong. Yeah. As some might know, I'm a Anything Godzilla, Godzilla makes you just tingle. Like, it's just the strangest Most obsession. things Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> There's some um, Godzilla things that are like, Ugh. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, like the 1998 Godzilla movie that was kind of wait the one with Matthew Broderick <laughs> yes that's literally the only one I've seen and it was all right it was also the worst Godzilla movie oh <laughs> I can't judge that I have no other perspective on this I don't have I don't know um what other um what other movies are included in this? I am too far away from my keyboard now to Google this. This yeah. sucks, Dan. <laughs> I don't have the complete list in front of me, but I know like it started with the um, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman 84, right? Like okay. it, they had announced that a couple of months ago that Wonder Woman was going to get released on HBO. And um, so they've kind of like tacked on and done a full deal where the vast majority of their oh. main movies are coming. And I think it also includes yes. Matrix 4. It does. I was just about to say. So Matrix 4, Dune, Godzilla vs. Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, Space Jam? <gasps> yeah, there's been a rumored Wait, Space hold Jam up. movie. They're going to do Space Jam? That's yeah. so exciting. Oh, okay. I need to calm down. Um, <laughs> Matrix do, 4. Do you, do you know? Go get excited. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I love Space Jam. Okay, I love no, Space Jam. And it's a great Dune, movie. <laughs> The Conjuring. Um, Something about Tom and Jerry, but I don't know if that's referring to a movie or a new cartoon series. Oh, I don't see it here. You don't see Tom and Jerry? No, but to, to be fair, I'm only seeing a like a limited view. Hold on. Warner Brother, sorry, Warner Media CEO Jason Kilar said in Thursday's blog post that the 20, sorry, the Studios 21 slate includes 17 films such as mm-hmm. The Little Things, Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, In the Heights, and Dune. Yeah. Um, Dune is an interesting one. Because I think that's going to be a big moneymaker. I think a lot of people are a fan of the um, of the book. And they're going to flock to the cinema to go see that. Mm. It's interesting that it's now going to be available on HBO Max. Are they going to do something similar as Disney Plus did, where if you're subscribed or something, that you have to pay extra? Like, is HBO Max a series? Is that like a streaming service like Netflix is, where you pay monthly? Yes. So, so I would presume there would be an extra premium. On demand. That they have not said yet. If mm-hmm. you're going to have to pay extra for those or if you just have to be subscribed. Yeah. Um, everything yes. that I understand was um, you will be able to watch the movies through the service, but they're mm-hmm. only available for one month on the service. Yeah, I, th- I feel like. Hmm. So if, it, if they're so only Disney, available for one month, I feel like they wouldn't ask you to pay an additional fee on top of that. 
Ah, interesting. I see it the other way around because uh, Disney obviously um, charged, I think, whatever it was, it was like an extra $30 twenty dollars for Mulan. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It, was, it was expensive to well, not expensive, but more than it would cost you at the cinema to go and see this movie at home on Disney Plus. But then it mm. was available from the third of December anyway. Yeah. So that was kind of like, well, why would I bother paying this now if I'm just going to be able to watch this later? Whereas because it'd be only on for a limited time, it would be like going to see that in the cinema. And I don't think mm. they should charge like $30 or anything. I think they should be like, okay, well, whatever the price of your cinema ticket is in America, that's the price to go see the show. So it's like here in Ireland, it'd probably be like 10 euro or 11 euro mm-hmm. to download it. Well, I think um, Disney's logic was that that's why Mulan was $30 because they, their idea was it's not one person watching it. It's, it's a, a family, family watching it. So you're that's paying $30 fair. for your family to watch the show. Yeah, that's fair. They might follow suit then because, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you have a lot of couples and families or whatever who want to watch those kind of movies. Um, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, especially like a big, big moneymaker. So like, yeah, yeah I see. I definitely see them charging a premium for this. For sure. And it's crazy to me to think that there's all these big, huge budget movies that are coming out that you, you'll have to watch at home, you know, on whatever TV you own or a yeah. sound system, if you own a sound system. And it, it makes me a little sad to mm-hmm. think about not seeing movies in theaters. But with the pandemic that we're still all getting through, it's not really an option for everybody. And there's theaters all over the world that are closing because they can't sustain the money they're losing. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. it's crazy to me to think like I'm happy, like I'll be excited to be able to like watch these movies. And I may actually get an HBO Max subscription at this point now because I didn't have one before. Mm-hmm. But I'm also a little remiss because one of my favorite experiences seeing those Godzilla movies in theaters was how impactful the sound was, mm-hmm. especially if you're watching a big monster movie like Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, for I, sure. I don't there's no way to explain that feeling when you hear like Godzilla's roar coming at you through a THX sound system in a theater yeah. like you've the whole theater. You can shakes. Feel it. Yeah, 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 I totally agree. I think like. <laughs> we're we're not so bad like in terms of like we have a we have a good entertainment system at home like i mean it's not amazing or like it's mm. not some sort of amazing home theater or anything i would imagine um, you guys have a 4k tv we do yeah good presumption <laughs> yeah i was gonna say i was like you probably do too though <laughs> oh for sure um we did but we got it on um a black friday sale last year okay so you've um, only had a 4k tv recently kind of like about mm-hmm. a year for a year yeah yeah um but like thoroughly enjoy it and we have a great entertainment system at home so i don't really mind but i totally agree i'm also like a bit disappointed because i love the cinema i'm Mm. very happy to say that our cinema has not closed down so our cinema is now locally open um to go in and and view and i love that like i love the cinema i kind of like the experience of going in and hearing everything like you said in the thx sounds um there's just an experience about going to the movies. Mm-hmm. Like it's an outing, it's an evening, it's, it's an event, event. With, with family and friends yeah. and partners. And like, I just think it's great. I spent the majority of my time in the cinema over in the UK. I had um, a black card, which is an unlimited pass when I was working in a gym. Oh, okay. Right across, we, went, we were working in the gym and it was in like a multiplex. And mm-hmm. right across the road from the gym, like diagonally, was the cinema. And I had a black pass, which is an unlimited ticket pass. Oh, wow. So I could go from my job 
like grab a bite to eat wherever in the multi-plus Nando's and like McDonald's or whatever I wanted, pizza or something. And they go straight to the, the cinema. And I would spend my days there just watching whatever I wanted. If you wanted to watch the same movie multiple times, I think you would have to pay. Mm. But you could go and ha- you could go and watch unlimited movies for the first time, I guess. And then you'd, yeah. you'd have like a 40% reduction on any tickets after that and like 10% off the, the, the bar, essentially. Gotcha. That was my life. And I freaking loved it. And I was like, please bring an unlimited cinema pass, cinema pass to here. And they finally did. <laughs> and then COVID hit. It's so, funny you mentioned that too, because like I had never experienced that like a pass system for the movie theaters, oh really? and I had only just heard about them. I think two years ago, maybe I had gone to a movie theater and I I had a, met a friend there that had one of those kind of passes like that, and I was like, oh, I didn't know they did that. That's really cool. And then uh, you know, shout out to friend of the show here, uh, Jen Miller was very passionate about that. She was really big about those, like going to the yeah. movies and having that pass to go see all the movies she wanted. And mm-hmm. I remember that first time we talked to her and thinking like, I want to do that. I want to make the movies a thing again, because I kind of dipped off of going to the movies for a long time. There was a period of my life where I just didn't go to the movies ever. Mm-hmm. And like I would constantly see trailers for a movie and say, that looks awesome. I need to make sure I go and see that in cinemas and then it would come and go and I'd forget about it. And then it'd be like, I'd see it on TV and I'd be like, I didn't realize that movie had come out. <laughs> like, man, mm. shoot. I can't believe I missed that. Mm-hmm. You know? And I kind of, it's like, oh, it's too bad. <laughs> Even yeah. now I'm looking at old movies from like 2013 that I was like, I remember wanting to go see that movie in theaters and I didn't. Yeah. Shite. <laughs> I think, yeah, there's, there's, there are some great movies that came out. And within a limited pass, I guess you have that option to mm. either stay at home or whatever. Because, like, people just didn't want to go to the cinema all the time because it was expensive. Like, you're paying mm-hmm. whatever it is, $20, $30 a go because you're going to buy for your ticket. You might get a partner ticket. You might get popcorn. Um, and in the UK, it's different as well from Ireland. So Ireland cinemas are kind of bland in terms of their snacks. Uh, <laughs> their snacks. There's, not, there's not many good snacks available um but okay it, so like i'm actually more curious about this now what do you the, the limited <laughs> snacks at a movie theater in ireland like yeah we have limited snacks we have popcorn <laughs> um you can have like bags, <laughs> bagged sweets or like we have a sweet wall like a like, like a dispenser system yeah so we have okay. a pick and mix so like you'd open the thing and put it into like a cup like you pay per cup and you'd fit uh, whatever you can into that cup and then you bring it to the till by See, that, I wouldn't so that's mind like a that. Pick and mix. It's good. Okay. See, because in most American theaters, it's literally like this giant buffet line of boxed candies, and you pay like six dollars a box <laughs> for oh, these candies. Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah, it's really expensive. And I honestly, I would rather be able to do that, like where you get a cup, and it's, you get whatever you want as long as it fits in that cup. Cup. As long as it fits in the cup, so you could get like all jelly beans and you'd be golden mm. because you'd have a massive cup full of jelly beans or you could get like a mixture of like the jelly snakes and jelly beans but then mm. they take up more space so you kind of have to work it out logically but then it is like six or seven year then old it becomes cup. a science is mystery where you have to do the things like those videos <laughs> of like you put the big things in first and then you kind of get this grains of sand to go in so they fill in the yeah. space yeah that is legit <laughs> if how anyone's watched those like life metaphor <laughs> videos yeah um but yeah that's pretty much it like you have you you have like the pick and mix you have actual bagged sweets so like a bag of maltesers or a bag Mm. of 
chocolate buttons, whatever it is, and then you have like your popcorn and your drinks. There is an option to get nachos with like a cheese sauce, but it's not great because it's, I think they're trying to copy off America and it's just definitely not anywhere near as good as nachos in America. It's crappy and it tastes like glue. Any um, nachos so yeah, that you get from anywhere that isn't a restaurant is going to taste like chemicals. So bad. So, <laughs> so bad. Um, but that's it. Whereas in the UK, they were serving hot dogs and beer mm. and ice cream sundaes. And that was so cool. So I loved going to cinema in the UK. I also gained like 30 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I never got a chance to go to one of the, they, they started doing cinemas that are also restaurants here. I don't know if they did anything like that where you literally what? go in and like a waiter will ask you your order before the movie starts and they'll actually no. bring you like a meal that you eat while you're watching the movie. I'm fascinated. It, it's literally like dinner in front of a TV at home, mm. like transported into the middle of your movie theater. Pretty that much. is fantastic. I am down for it. I never got to do one of those and I hope they stick around for after things hopefully get better. Yeah. <laughs> so I can hopefully. try it. Yeah, we'll see. I want to have a steak <laughs> dinner while watching my movie. Agreed. In the dark. That's the only question I ever had for that. It's like, how do you do that in the dark? <laughs> I, it's feasible. I reckon it probably wouldn't be like pitch black. You might have yeah. like a, you know, like the desk lights. Yeah. I like, figured that. Like a, like a, like an air, like an airplane. That only mm -hmm. lights your seat. You can turn little, it off, maybe. Oh, that'd be that'd be class, wouldn't it? That little spotlight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so interesting news. <laughs> fun, fun facts. Uh huh. Uh, let's talk a little uh, retro replay. Retro replay. Retro replay. Which yes, you are all over this. I am all over You are this. in everything this week. I am in everything this week. And it was like, I just want to say it for anybody listening out there. It does not surpass me how lucky, how honored I am. Like it does not at all go over my head to know how amazingly lucky and honored I am to have been a part of this show. Mm. Oh my God. So 20 minutes before they go live, I get a text on I was like, Hey, do you want to play among us? And I was like, yes, absolutely. I do. <laughs> Cause <laughs> well, I was going duh. to mod the chat anyway. Right. Um, and yeah. And they invited me to play among us and I had the best crack. Um, I think the videos probably speak for themselves. I'm terrible at all games. I, I told you after I watched some of that video, I messaged you saying like, that's probably one of the hardest I've laughed at an episode <laughs> of Get Good because of how stressed out you were <laughs> watching It's not you. my fault because at all times it was either between Todd and Liam or Todd mm -hmm. and Josh Ovenshire, Joe Ovenshire, who was yeah. the guest on this week's show. Um, and that sucks because you're like, oh my God, like you can't put me between Todd and Liam. And like, who am I going to trust? And then between Todd and Josh, I really like in hindsight should have picked Todd. Like should have mm -hmm. just trusted Todd. You we all know Todd. it's what I've learned. Um, <laughs> but at the same time, Josh was so nice. And just, Josh like, was really so lovely. nice and he was always the imposter, it seemed. <laughs> I know, but he was so sincere. So mm -hmm. you couldn't, you just couldn't. And then Todd has a way about him that just looks us all the time. So, of course, you think it's Todd and then it's Josh, apparently. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was multiple <laughs> times, especially right off the bat. Like I had noted here, too, about how like the very beginning it was it was Josh. And um, 
No, no, it was, was, it was Liam. It was actually it was Liam. Liam. And it was we wa- Liam who's the imposter. Yeah. As a viewer, we watched Liam kill Josh. And he went up and he vented and he came back up out where he had just come from, down to the body of Josh as Todd came across it. And Todd reported it. And he was like, oh, I just found Liam with the body. And Liam just countered it like, no, I found Todd with the body. And that was it. That's all Liam said. Todd gave you a whole like standing in front of a courtroom, you know, lawyer giving his testimony and you're just like, you're sus, Todd. Bye. <laughs> Todd was doing way too much talking. I felt like Todd was trying to dig himself out of a hole. And Liam was like, no, mate, you you did it. You killed him. And Todd was like, no, you killed him. You killed him first. How can I kill him when you killed him already? Um, so, yeah, it was a really fun episode. And honestly, like, I have not laughed as hard or felt more embarrassed that I didn't trust Todd in the first place. So now I just trust Todd. If I'm ever playing anything at all, ever, and I see him, if I see him in Among Us kill somebody else and then vent, I will still not vote Todd out. (laughs) (laughs) I have learned this. This is my lesson I have learned. Unless it's between him and Liam, and then I have to probably vote Todd. (laughs) It did seem like that was the struggle. It was like you were afraid of voting for either of them. Like, it I was don't... horrible, and especially with the like between Liam and Todd. Like, what what are you gonna do? Liam was really convincing. He was very calm. He was just like, "Nah, Todd did it." And then Todd just kept talking and made That's it sound more suspect. Us. The the yeah. little bit that I have played that game, I've run into that exact same problem. And there's people out there that <laughs> will attest to this, and you can at me in the comments that the more i tried to sell my innocence the more people were like nope you did it and will eject yeah. me and it's like whether i'm the imposter or not that's what happens the more you play that game just like nah mate wasn't me the, the less people will pay attention to you. or if you're just yeah. dead silent like there's been plenty of games of that where the person that doesn't talk is definitely the person that is doing it but nobody mm-hmm. ever suspects that person <laughs> it's amazing um and Josh did a very good job of being very sincere and also like n- like almost playing it like against mm. me a little in terms of like he did you know, throw it at you I think once or twice <laughs> like I think he should Pagan. so he so he should I mean to be fair and I was very sus in some things because I swear I thought I saw one of the players vent like that one of the mm. replayers who joined in. I swear, I I thought I saw the vent because it was dark and they came up straight from a vent. Um, and it just turns out that they were just walking past that and happened mm. to cross over the vent. So when I was like, 100%, I saw the vent, that's the imposter. And then they left and it said, not imposter. I was like, oh like- my God, no, I'm going to be so <laughs> sus now. Oh, I'm no. so sorry. Um, I am honestly surprised they didn't vote me out after that. Like, right. <laughs> I I'm very surprised that they didn't. Um I must have done a really good job of <laughs> of portraying my innocence or they just didn't want to to do that. Crush my hopes and dreams. Yeah. I will say I'm terrible at thinking because I'm just bad at lying, so <laughs> I can't get away with uh, it. It was funny I'm like though. Todd, like you said like the whole smiling thing. If I'm lying you'll and if you can see my face, you'll you'll see me just like it wasn't me. I didn't do it. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Todd was lying and telling the truth at the same, like, it doesn't matter. He always looked like he was lying. He was telling the truth and smiling. And I was like, no, you, that's definitely you. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh no, no, so, no, no. That was also the first time I've seen Ultimate Chicken Horse in action too. Uh, and that fun. looks like a good time. Just silly, goofy nonsense. And I didn't realize that whole thing with Ultimate Chicken Horse is kind of like the constant escalation of challenge. Because yeah. I didn't realize that all the stuff stacks each time you play uh -huh. around. So that yeah. was the first time I had seen that. I'm like, oh, you just keep adding garbage. <laughs> and clearly is, Liam knew what he was doing. Liam has played that game a lot. He is Ultimate Horse. We all know. We've seen him do it. I am the ultimate um, horse. <laughs> he's the ultimate horse. Although Todd got ultimate sheep at the end. That was very good. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, that, that was an interesting game. They have played that a few times before. Once with Drew and then I think once with Drew and Stephanie the week beforehand. Mm. Um, so that is so much fun to jump in on. Like it, it, it's an easy game to like, I guess, get used to. They all had mm -hmm. controllers though. I was the only one with a keyboard. So I had like a handicap, but. I heard um, that, uh, Lee, yeah, it was Liam said you got to get an Xbox controller. Yeah. And I was like, well, I, I think I have one downstairs. Like Adam has the Xbox. So there must be an mm -hmm. Xbox controller there that I've just never played. <laughs> um, so I need to, but Didn't I, I personally don't have you one. You play Gears? Oh yeah, we did play Gears. Yeah. We played it multiplayer. Right. Yeah, so okay, you would so need we do two have controllers. Them. Yeah. But I personally don't have one. Gotcha. Like, it's not my controller. I don't have it in my office. It's not mine. Right. Um, I also may have not known that Xbox controllers work on PC mm -hmm. and that you could just do that with any game. I didn't Pretty know that. Much. I thought you had to have a game specifically that would have a controller option. Most new modern games have a default have controller setting of Xbox controllers. Oh, okay. Well, that's probably the issue then because I didn't know. And yeah. also, I it was not here. It was not an option for me to go get it. It was like three in the morning here. Poor Adam true, was trying to sleep. True. That didn't happen. He did not Poor sleep. Adam. He was very angry. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's okay. It was fine later on. But it's yeah. fine. It's fine. He doesn't exist. So it's yeah, fine. that's true. Sorry. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> I forget. <laughs> no wonder we didn't get married here. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, poor Adam. Poor you guys not getting married. That's yeah. that's unfortunate. Oh, well. COVID, eh? What are you gonna do? Yeah, it'll get yeah. there. It'll happen. What are you gonna do? Um, you can do a virtual wedding. Oh, we could stream it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I mean, it sucks, but it's better than nothing, right? <laughs> I don't know. I think a streaming wedding would be cool. He was opposed to it though, so <laughs> I guess not. So <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it was it, it, it was a, it was a good time being on the show. I was again very honored to be on there, and um, they're all really really nice people. Mm -hmm. Obviously, Liam and Todd are okay. I mean, whatever. But they're Josh right. Sterley, yeah, yeah. Josh seemed really okay. cool, and oh my god, he's just as big of a turtles nerd as Todd and Liam. Right. And when Who he busted out that, that Michelangelo head, I was just like, oh, that's the one from the TV show too. And like, he's trying so hard oh. to explain like. I know the background of that head, but I felt so bad things. for him. He was so into it and I was so into it with him, but then there was just a lot of soup happening and it was blowing mm. Liam and Todd's mind. Um, and we handled it like a pro, like what a legend. Yeah. If anybody's not subscribed to the Jovenshire YouTube channel and Twitter, etc., go subscribe. Um, nicest guy. So yeah, that was interesting. I was not expecting the turtle fan. Mm. honestly that threw me for a loop i was like wait what you're also a turtle fan um but that was excellent yeah and watching that part when they started nerding out with josh that's where i was like 
I really want to be able to like sit down and talk with Todd and Liam and just nerd out like that. Like that would be really fun. And I hope that maybe one of these days they might do like an uncharted multiplayer like we did. Oh yeah, with Nolan. <laughs> and yeah, if yeah, I could and Cooper. be a part of that, oh man, that would be super fun. Yeah, dude. We, they're like they're such big nerds. Like they're so yeah. amazing. But such nerds. <laughs> and it's kind of fascinating that you're like this is Spartacus and Caesar yeah. and they are such turtle nerds. Like, wow. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's fascinating stuff. Honestly, that would actually make a great segue into this week's episode of retro replay. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted to mention that, oh. um, how fans of retro replay have the opportunity to actually engage with Todd and Liam either through their own Twitch streams or even face to face through the members only live chats or the zooms i'm talking about the zooms, zooms. members only zoom yeah. for um altered beast yes indeed yeah so is it just altered beast because they do different yeah. there's different ones aren't there yeah so um drew soup level um if anybody knows what we're talking about we're talking about memberships on the retro replay youtube channel you can go into the membership tab on the youtube channel and just click down and you'll see all the information about each tier and what they involve um mm. but drew soup is um a crew you get a crew only zoom mm. um for that like crew only um is just like myself crew being pj Drew, PJ, Drew uh, yeah staff Paul, and Paul. staff okay Mm-hmm. And then um, with Altered Beast level, you get everything under every other tier, as well as an Altered mm-hmm. Beast Zoom, which includes like Liam, Todd, Nolan, Cooper, if he's available. Um, so that's that's really cool. So they, you, you do get a personal chance to to hang out. Yeah. And uh, it was fun. Like the most recent one is mm-hmm. we just saw Liam. Liam was such, an, such a nice guy. Like uh, he said that he was like, I can't join. I'm working right now, but I'll join from my car. And I was like, um, yeah. you know what, buddy? That is fine. Like, you don't have to join. Don't crash your car. I'm pretty so, sure they need you for the show. <laughs> for those uh, of you at home who want to spend an hour looking at top, or looking up at Liam from his leg <laughs> on his phone. Yeah. Yeah. We did get his to bare do leg. that in the his bare leg. Yeah, his yep. bare leg. We did get to do that in the members altered beast live zoom yes. thing. <laughs> We're yeah. He was actually being really funny, and we're all like, don't crash. Yeah, <laughs> please, God, don't. And he's like, that was not supposed to be the turn. I was supposed to go to that turn. Oh, oh, man, oh, man. So, yeah, that is always a good time, <laughs> honestly. And the Drew, like, the Drew Soup level with uh, the crew-only tier is is amazing as well. And um, it's just nice to hang with members. It really is just mm-hmm. nice to just get to know everybody. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. It's a good opportunity to to... I guess meet them and you don't have to be a continuous member, I guess. Like even if you're a member for one month, you will still get at least one zoom um, with those people. So you would still get at least one um, alter B zoom and you would get at least one retro replay crew uh, zoom. Yeah. Yeah, And obviously we're no stranger to getting to know our replayers, our fellow replayers. Obviously Mm -hmm. we do it here through the podcast and also through the replayer hangs, the zooms and movie nights and Mm -hmm. Hopefully we'll just keep expanding and finding new ways to keep connecting with everybody. Yeah. So now I will say, because they're big nerds, we also had a big nerd that was on the show proper this week with uh, Nolan in Mr. Todd Stashwick, which, man, that man was rocking a stash. <laughs> I did. Yeah, right. Like I, coincidence? Is that yeah, why he's called like, Stashwick? 
Did that he change his name? That was my immediate thought. Was <laughs> his name is Stashwick because he's got that epic stash? Honestly, if he if he doesn't change the spelling of his name to Stash, like as in mustache, Wick mm-hmm. on Twitter or something, that is just a missed opportunity. Like that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. And yeah. yeah, you're right. Such a such a big nerd. Who knew? Oh my god. Crazy. Who like, knew? I, I know him as an actor. Like I know I've seen a lot of things that he's in. And I like it took mm-hmm. me a minute. Like I started to recognize his face. And obviously we started getting some of the cutaways. And I was like, oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, okay, okay. I didn't realize he was such a big presence in like cartoons that he's yeah. done a lot of voice work. So that was a lot of eye-opening stuff, along with the fact that he's a massive D D player. Like Right? huge huge cool. D player and i'm like how how are the how are there all these like actors who are just giant nerds yeah I, it's amazing. I i do have D like we we do play D. Mm. Um, right you play with uh wayne with wayne yeah he's our dm and then mm-hmm. i play with janine scaldi and tina shout out so yeah um, the wives yeah the, the wives and tina Mm, and tina tina um yeah it's good crack i definitely we don't like we don't get into it as much as like critical role do or other people who did and it's just it's such an odd experience i've never seen this kind of stuff before it's role play to another level and i've just it blows my mind it blows my Mm. mind how people are so invested in characters and stories and they're not performers like a lot of people who play are just like regular people in terms of like they don't like seek an acting life they don't seek a performance or whatever but they're just so into it and they do perform their characters during D so super interesting world that mm-hmm. i was just never really accustomed to um i'd imagine tosh tosh, tosh. todd stashwick is probably very good at it though yeah i mean he's been Obviously. playing it for a yeah. long time it seems yeah um but super fun episode this week where nolan I feel like he was in his happy place playing old Atari games because he was playing the 1982 Atari classic Yars Revenge. Mm -hmm. And it looked like it was almost immediately like Nolan and old, old games like that just click. He does well at those games. He did really well. It's like surprisingly. Like Drew was constantly yeah. like, wow, you're 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 doing really well. <laughs> like you're doing good. <laughs> and I all I can yeah. think of was like the old Space Invaders episode from season, uh, mm, level one. Yes. Where yes he yes, crushed yes. Space Invaders, too. Yeah, and I think a, that's just his jam. He, like, the, yeah. the joystick and the button. Did he also do Galaga? They did, didn't they? I Galaga? don't remember I Galaga. Um, I remember playing Galaga as a kid. There you go. Mm. Um. But yeah, he was really good at this game, surprisingly. I hadn't heard this game before, but it is it is a very fascinating uh, game. I guess it was developed, uh, like you said, it came out in 18, what, 1982? Yep. 1982 for Atari. I never had an Atari, so I really had no idea what this game was and why would you bother? Um, but <laughs> this game bother? had so many firsts. Like this had the first Easter egg mm. ever in a game. Um, where you had to even uh, over adventure. I think so. I think it, this I one was the adventure first one. was also known for like one of its first Easter eggs. Yeah, with the invisible dot or something. Like you, yeah, you go and find like the dot, and then you bring it back to the homepage, and you see the creator's name. 
Yep. Same thing in this essentially is, um, so basically after, I'll actually read it out because it's kind of complicated. So basically after killing the swirl in mid-flight, a black vertical line will appear across the screen. Um, and if the yar is in the lower third of the screen, the black spot on, on its back across the vertical line at the moment of the explosion vanishes, the game ends and it goes into like a game select screen and the programmer's initials, HSW, um, mm. which is Howard Scott Shaw. Is that right? Um, no, Howard's got something. I don't actually Wait. know myself, so. Sorry, Warshaw, that's it. Howard's got Warshaw. Warshaw. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and it's shown, but it's like um, forwards and backwards. So it's HSWWSH um, mm. in place of the player score. So that was like the first ever um, Easter egg, I think. Mm. Yeah. And the first ever on-screen full explosion. Yeah, the way that it just kind of like, and like yeah. fills the screen with uh, what they had told us was code. Of That's the right. Game, which yeah. is and pretty interesting. The middle line in the screen as well, just code. Mm. just coding and they colored it and like stretched it and made it interesting looking i guess um because i think it was too complicated to do something or the, the tech didn't support it mm-hmm. um so that was their way around it and it's genius uh, it's very you're clever just, you're just watching code the whole game yeah it's pretty cool yeah I'm, I'm aware of yars of revenge like i had heard about that game but i myself have never played it i always assumed it was more of a like you said galaga type of game where it's more like a linear linear Almost. like the the scrolling shooter where like you're moving up and oh, yeah. down and shooting things that are coming at you but i had no idea that there was this whole element of your like your bug can like eat the shield around the other yeah. things like i was watching nolan doing that I'm like what is he doing he's gonna die <laughs> but apparently that's part of what you're supposed to do yeah you eat the eat the shield and eat the outs- outside of it um I was going to say something about it. Oh, yeah. The original game came with a comic book. Did it really? Yeah. It came with a comic book so that it explained the full story. Yeah. Uh, Came with the like full story of like the Yars and how they're like a peaceful colony of houseflies on a planet. Cotile? No. Is that right? Cotile? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Um, Damn. Why don't I have it? Uh, Sorry. On a planet called Razak. Uh, mm. which also has an interesting fact about it. Um, until oh, colonized... Yeah, the, t- the, the yard yeah. is taking on the Kotile. The Kotile. is like the villain. Right. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. But like even Yar and uh, Razak, that's all from, I think, Ray Kazer, who's the CEO of Atari. Um, yeah, that's the, they just flipped the name and was like, hey, here's something interesting. And they called it Yar. <laughs> mm. Um which, which yeah it's just it's just really cool that it came with a comic book like a whole comic book to tell you everything about the game and the story and yeah uh, I, I thought it was really cool there was also a radio drama version mm. of the comic book done way back in the day uh so you could listen to it when you were kids how weird wow. Yeah, I mean as a kid myself I always appreciated the books that came back then in games and okay I actually missed that because, of course, it was different as a kid where a lot of times, like if I got a new game for my birthday or for Christmas or something, I took those got the the packing books, the instruction manuals, and I would like bring those to school with me. So whenever I had downtime at school, I was sitting there pouring over those instruction manuals, reading the backstory, reading like how to do special moves, you know, all the controls. I needed to know what every button did, you know, even when there was only six buttons 
on a controller back then but i kind of miss that that we don't have that anymore because most games don't come with an instruction manual anymore or just any complementary material i was gonna say do you remember the complementary material that came with uh, other games that were like walkthrough books and stuff Mm mm-hmm they are amazing. And now we have, we yeah. have like places like IGN and stuff who do that digitally now, but that was cool. Yeah. I want to correct myself because when you said adventure, I was like, I'm pretty sure adventure came around at the same time. And you're so right. Adventure was the first Easter egg. Okay. It was in 1979. Mm. And then this game came out in uh, 82. So okay. this one's probably the second one. Um, I actually prefer the Easter egg in adventure. Mm. Like it, it just looks better. It was a lot more complicated, I think, too. Like the way you actually went about getting that Easter egg yeah. in adventure is like it is it's not easy. Like it's a hard no. thing to find. Yeah, it's not something you would just like you you could go looking for it, but I pres- I presume somebody eventually just stumbled upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really like really interesting. Um, how they did all like the old Easter eggs, and then this one wasn't that much of a massive Easter egg. Your your score is just replaced with the. Do you know about the story the around why that happened in Adventure? No. So this is, uh, the, from what I understand, the reason that the programmer put that Easter egg in the game was because this is in the early days of early days of video games when. Mm-hmm. They were still kind of figuring things out. They were small studios like Atari and whatever. Um, the companies at the time did not want their audience to know who the people were making video games. Oh. So original video games back in the day didn't have credits. So you wouldn't know the names of the developers. You wouldn't name, know the names of the engineers and the people who worked on the games. So mm-hmm. the guy who actually built the game and built that Easter egg, that was his way of getting past the higher ups who said, oh, we don't want your name clever. to be in this game because when you did the Easter egg and adventure, you saw his name saying nice. created by, and I, I don't recall his name off the top of my head, but that was why that Easter egg oh. was created. How clever. <laughs> what a good way to go around it as well. Props nice to you, buddy. <laughs> Props to you. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, you were also in Retro Replay <laughs> with another episode of the Retro Feud. Another episode of Retro Feud. Here I am again, counting counting the points. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> telling I'm one of those, people um, how they won nothing. Yeah, the side of nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was like expecting him to throw it out to me. He was like, "Tell them what they won, Megan." Uh, well, you've won nothing with uh, with nothing uh, side of nothing and nothing attached. So congratulations, we'll ship it out. Perfect. I loved how like, I loved how Nolan was like, free shipping. And Drew was like, is it? <laughs> He's like, oh, we have to discuss that? Give me some free shipping? Okay. Mm-hmm. Essentially, you're going to pay us for nothing. It's going to be great. <laughs> we'll send pay you an, an empty nothing. envelope. <laughs> Speaking of, um, yeah, I funny. got my uh, my retro replay, replayer hey, pin, finally. got it. Congratulations. Woo. That's for. I have uh, not received mine yet. <laughs> oh, you don't need yours. You're on the <laughs> show. I need mine. I have been a member for twelve months. I uh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, mine has been sent. It just hasn't hasn't arrived yet. Which is Which really is cool, sad. though. It's a nice yeah. little thing to come like commemorate anyone who's been a member for twelve months. Yeah, I and think not so necessarily too. consecutive either, right? Just twelve months. Exactly. Um, if you cancel your membership, you should be able to come back, and it'll tell us your rejoin date, so it doesn't reset your time mm-hmm. as a member. 
um, which is really handy, especially for things like COVID where people have had to stop membership uh, for some months or, you know, um, that they just come back and it resumes from like six, six months. It'll tell us how long you've been a member and stuff. And nice. I think uh, you got to throw props to Retro Replay because I think they really do care about their community. They are trying to make the memberships worthwhile for you. And mm-hmm. um, this is this is what we came up with um, for membership kind of perks and stuff. And definitely wanted to commemorate those members who've been sticking with us for over a year. That's super committed. <laughs> and yeah. uh, they're <laughs> super committed, pun intended. Soup. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I think I think it's such a it's such a nice touch. Such a nice touch. For sure. Mm-hmm. I was pretty happy when they announced that and maybe one day we'll find ourselves in a similar area and way of trying to like reward our <laughs> listeners. loyal listeners <laughs> of the podcast. Yeah, sure. I'll send you a pen. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you if you want to donate, <laughs> if you want to start donating and over 12 months, then yes, I will send you whatever pin you want. Um, nah, maybe, maybe one day. Um, but I think it is a really nice way to do it. And again, like it's, it is only available for members at the moment. It's not available for supporters of the show in terms of like just subscribers and stuff. You would have to be a member um, mm-hmm. and at least the welcome to the party tier, which is only $5 a month. So, yeah. Um, and they've got some fucking good membership perks. I'm not gonna lie. So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, it's a big difference from when we were talking about this six months ago when they revamped yeah. all the membership perks, and it was a big hullabaloo of, oh, how can they do this? And like now, it feels like they're really giving us our money was worth, regardless of what tier you're on. Hundred percent. Honestly, hundred percent. Like if you think about like um, your weekly. Uh, your weekly your monthly zooms and stuff with the cast or zooms with mm. uh, crew like you can get inside production knowledge with crew like you can learn about editing you can learn about um sound and software producing um creative design like it's it, it's fantastic the knowledge that's available for repairs or, now and then getting to sit down with cast as well i was like, just saying about how to much see, uh, to... pj's little christmas town yeah, how cute was that? <laughs> PJ's Christmas Town on it, uh, one of the zooms. I um, I have a, I bought a little wooden Christmas Town mm. for my house because we're in our first home. So I bought my like it's it does come in like a one set. Like it wasn't like I didn't accumulate it over time or anything. It came in like a one set, and I just thought it would look really cute on my windowsill. And I did it because I was like, I love the look of PJ's little Christmas Town. I want one, so I got a mini version that i'll have to tweet at him shamefully and be like look at my shameful little christmas town <laughs> compared to your amazing christmas town nice. um yeah it's really cute i love the holidays cool. uh well i think that's about it we're uh, running short on time this week All before right. i close her out here i just want to say fuck those robot wolves in japan right because <laughs> those things are terrifying <laughs> and apparently i find dark shit <laughs> the dark pagan on the internet i i am not gonna lie i went through all the show notes that i've uh, accumulated over the time and he's not wrong <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's not wrong i see some dark stuff on the internet and i'm like nolan can make fun of that <laughs> i put it in the notes um all yeah. i know is if that was a thing here in the states that people started utilizing robot wolves to keep actual wildlife at bay and i happen to come across one of those things out in the world I would literally die of pooping myself. 
It is terrifying. Also, I mean, I was going to throw them in notes and everything as well, but I don't know how entertaining it is. But they built a Gundam. Like, they built a oh, massive Oh, I saw that. I've seen that. Gundam. The actual full-size working Gundam. Full-size working Gundam to, like, yeah. attract tourists back to Japan. When Nolan first said that something happened with a robot in Japan, I thought it was going to be you that story. That? Mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be the Gundam story. Yeah. Um, that was only recently, though, so I'm... Um, I did. I, I thought like, oh, maybe I'll put this in, in the notes, and then I thought actually, it's probably <laughs> it's probably not that super interesting to make like fun of. I guess it's not like a fun story. It's just a massive size robots. Although, yeah. seeing that he picked the Japanese ro- robot wolves to go off of, now I'm like, ah, missed opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> we could have had a whole theme going here. <laughs> well, for anyone who doesn't know what a Gundam is, it's a mech robot essentially that Uh is featured in an animated cartoon series in japan that are you know just big robots that people use to fight each other in and they made a real one in japan that kind of works but it's really slow and it's attached to a big tower (laughs) that is definitely okay (laughs) i'm fine that it is attached to the tower before Uh, you know it it, those things will be landing in our backyards and they're going to be like taking over the world with gundams yeah yeah, with their <laughs> robot wolf psychics. Mm-hmm, yeah, for sure. Yep. <laughs> All right, buddy. I think that's a good time to wrap up the show tonight. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Let's All wrap right. it up. <laughs> so, where can people find you, Pagan? They can find me um, in Ireland. In Ireland. Uh, in Ireland, um, Connor Lagan. I see you. I see you, buddy. <laughs> Who didn't know I was Irish until I posted it on Twitter? I was like, "What?" Um, yeah. Anyway, I, you can find me on Twitter at Pagan Plays. There's no space. And then if you want on YouTube, it's at Pagan Space Plays. And on Instagram, it's Pagan underscore Plays. On Twitch, Pagan underscore Plays. Perfect. And I am Stark Evil Vash on every platform except for Twitter. So if you want to follow me or friend me on gaming platforms i'm stark evil vash there and as well as instagram and i am stark evash on twitter if you want to stay up to date with anything that we're doing or streaming that's where i stream stark evil vash as well pagan if you mention your twitch you're getting back yeah. into streaming right yes i am uh mm-hmm. pagan underscore plays is on twitch i don't know its schedule just yet i am trying to figure that out at the moment yeah. but um yeah i should i should be regularly back at it up until christmas and then there'll be a break over christmas as usual but um yeah, yeah feel free to you know pop a follow come cool. on in uh we're also looking to do something special streaming wise for the replayer podcast in the near future mm-hmm. so i just want to give a little thank you to everyone at retro replay for all that you do without you guys the replayer podcast would not exist also mm-hmm. thank you to our supporters of the replayer podcast and any of those members out there who are so gracious in donating to our podcast um, and always supporting us, liking and sharing our content. Thank you guys so much for everything you do. You can follow us at the replayer podcast on Facebook and Twitter uh, mm-hmm. to stay up to date with all of our latest content uploads and episodes of the show. Uh, and we upload every Wednesday. So yeah. Stay tuned for Feel free to like more and subscribe. Yeah. yeah. Thank you all for joining us. We'll catch you later. Game over. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
Are you ready to go down the rabbit hole? The All Things Alice podcast will explore the cultural phenomena of Alice in Wonderland. Frank Bedore, the author of the Looking Glass Wars trilogy, is your host through a wonderverse of interviews from all types of creators as they chronicle the dark yet empowering reality of Lewis Carroll's fantasies and answer the question, what is it about Alice that captivates us still today? The All Things Alice podcast, available wherever you listen to podcasts.